0: fitamputee.co.uk. But before we get started with today's show, first off let me take this opportunity to welcome back the regular listeners and if this is your first time listening to the show I hope you enjoy this episode and decide to subscribe to the show. And on today's show I've got Adam Lewis Walker, he is the number one best-selling author, coach, speaker and podcast guru and he is here to inspire people like you to create your very own unbeatable legacy. Known as the Alpha Performance Coach, his life so far has truly shaped who he has become, from a background in teaching and education to competing internationally as an athlete until a life-changing pole vault accident in 2008. Despite going through multiple and painful knee surgeries and a bleak period of depression, within two years he was representing Great Britain sitting volleyball. By refocusing and taking charge of his life, he was able to succeed and he realized then he had a lot to give to people needing help to achieving their success. With a best-selling book, The New Rules of Success, and a regular podcast, Awaken Your Alpha, that's becoming incredibly in demand among people looking for amazing insights into success, lifestyle, performance, and conditioning. So welcome onto the show, Adam.
1: Thanks, James. Always good to talk to you. Um, it's always good to come back. This is good stuff, and I, I know you're starting to dig into the book, and I know we've got lots to talk
0: about, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Gosh, it's been a, it's been a long time since you were on. I think it's episode 15 you were back on, and this will wow. be when it comes out, 124. So it's... Awesome, awesome. Good stuff, man. So obviously, in the intro, I talked about your previous book and your podcast, Awaken Your Alpha. So for my listeners that don't know about either of them, can you explain, and obviously the ones who haven't listened to that previous episode, how those both came about before we delve into the topic of what your new book is yeah. coming out in the next few weeks?
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. So I, I, like you say, if they want to know more, they can go to the link as well. And there's a, a TEDx talk, um, Awaken Your Alpha as well, if they search that as well. So just to, real briefly, I was a teacher for almost 10 years. Towards the end, it was more part-time. I was a semi-professional pole vaulter trying to get to the Olympics. And then that all went a bit wrong with a pole vault competition in the English summer. So it was raining. all went very wrong. No more pole vault for me. And then um, Paralympic Potential Day is kind of where I found sitting volleyball. And then James eventually. And then, um, yeah, from there, it was around, yeah, a little bit after that. Um, we went through all sorts of stuff. You man, You got to the Paralympics for the second time. You're a bit of a legend. And um, I went on to launch the podcast um, and did a TEDx talk. four hundred plus no Four and a half years plus and 300 plus episodes. Um, and I've moved across the, to the States. And uh, yeah, I'm just doing my thing. And so now the, the my first solo book, full book, of really the podcast in the last four, four and a bit years and everything that's gone on is out October 3rd, which is what you're you know you're in a group getting an advanced read of that and getting some good feedback and some interesting insights from, from knowing me as well. So um, we're going to dig in for like 20 minutes and just get straight to the meat today. Straight well, to the very, stuff.
0: well, very much so, Adam, because obviously we've touched upon this off-air briefly. Uh, you, discuss, you, you discuss, well, not discuss, you bring out and bring to light obviously your... Um, problems with depression and how you dealt with it and i was a bit surprised when i actually read that because when i knew you as a teammate Mm -hmm. i would have never known well put the two and two together so obviously for the listeners um i'm about well i'm at that part in the book yeah how did you kind of get to overcome that for you more specifically yeah um
1: I mean, there was no quick fix. I mean, if you remember as well, I I stopped coming to um, as part of the GB team because uh, in terms of what the sacrifice... And obviously, like you said, it wasn't clear, but how I was feeling at the time, it was definitely uh, like weighing up. What am I doing to a certain extent? I'd lost my identity a bit with the the pole vault thing, and I was still obsessed about getting to the Olympics in some shape or form. I was... uh, the apart from obviously i love the stuff with the the teammates but the the coach for example wasn't the the most positive of guys at least to me and uh, a lot of the training situations and i had um, which actually the start of really i think coming out of it as well i had a newborn in uh, in 2010 so that was more as well on a logistics point of view coming into london to train and like where is my priorities and and the fact i was a minimal disability athlete there was only really two spots and kinda of the best player on the team was a minimal disability player who kinda of could just rock up rightly so because he was like some G B standing legend. And I was like, okay. And I kinda of kept getting dropped for any kind of major competition. So I was like training fodder. Um, but interestingly, you know, when I there would definitely been some crossover probably when I was almost at my lowest point and then I was at training, you know, it's about people being in state. And I suppose if you're in training mode, I was I was coming there and I was making the best of it and enjoying it and, and you know, performing. So you, you, you're doing what, what you can. And I suppose it's kind of, you compartmentalize different things. So, you know, you're running around, you're, you're focused on the task and you're doing your stuff. And as I I think I mentioned in the book of it, you know, I'm generally a, a happy guy. Um, but at that stage I was, yeah, behind the scenes, I was definitely not so happy, but, um, It wasn't like I was trying to deceive anyone. You know, I was actually trying to deceive myself by like, you know, trying to be positive, even though I was starting to feel worse and worse and worse. So it took a long time to get as bad as I felt and then equal amount of time. And I think there's definite correlation to come back. It wasn't like, I'm feeling better. It was just daily doing small actions. And unfortunately, having hit rock bottom um, until you've hit whatever that is for you, you still feel like you're dropping down and then once once you know you kind of think how can it get any worse to a certain extent um then you're you're slowly on a comeback and it just it's like getting to the point of trying to you know getting away from that sort of thing and continuing that like thriving you just got to be consistent and turn up daily even when you're not feeling like it um and obviously there's when you're trying to get high performance there's a a big as there is of just getting out of feeling like crap. There's a there's an element of exp, uh, experimentation in there, but there's also some core things. Um, so I think in the the when I was really low, you know, just keeping consistent on the physical side of things. um I wouldn't say I ever got out of shape, for example, but I can imagine if I was feeling as bad as I was feeling, I was in real bad physical shape as well in terms of like overweight. I felt like I had no energy. I was sleeping a lot anyway, but I mean, it it could have been worse, but yeah, I, I kind of that was my kind of hook. I kept that reasonable, I should say, even when I was feeling like because that's something I could control, and I've always been able to control. Um, but I still, I, you know, I didn't feel like training majority of the time, and and I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel physically fit by my standards. I mean, that's the important thing. It's not about other people's standards. If you've been a certain level and then you can't do something or you you feel like crap, you feel like crap. And I I, I think I was. Um, beating myself up because i did also feel like i shouldn't be feeling so bad like i have you know i've got good family um you know i was i'd had an an accident on my knee you know it could have been a lot worse could have landed on my head all sorts could have happened but that's one thing to say it but the reality was i was feeling like crap but i don't want to use the whole interview on that but uh, you know i so it was a i think it's important to know no matter how bad you're feeling you you can come back from it as long as you don't you know pass the point where you're not with us anymore um it just reality it does take a, a a long time, depending on how low down there you are. But listen to
0: your synopsis there, Adam. I, I think I can get and this is something you put out on your what well, we could call it secret group with the ones that are reading <laughs> the book right now of that mentality of the hunter versus lurker. But listening to your story there, it it comes across as you were very much a lurker just there for safe. Just just trying to keep
1: your trying to keep your head above water and that's not a um no one wants to do that. And that's like, there's different phase. Some days you have to literally battle for your album; Like all your energy is used up in just going and doing the basics. You're, you're not going to thrive that day, but you, you've, you've, you know, you've worked, worked really hard just to kind of be whatever normal is, but just to, you know, to get through the day. And I interviewed someone on the, in the podcast that I, you know, he'd had, um, with a newborn, he'd started a new business and his wife had tragically been killed or died. And, he, he said that he literally for a good year or so you know he's not thriving he's not being the hunter he, he was just battling each day just think you know i gotta it will get easier i've just gotta you know he's not giving up he's just battling and if you can keep that mentality when you are feeling good and then you know moving on to thrive that's that's what you need to do in the simplest sense because a lot of us do that to get out of a really bad situation or feeling like crap and then when we get to normal we're like ah oh, we're back with everyone else. Everyone's, you know, we're all, we're all about the same. This is brilliant. And then you stop and then you either just float around, but usually you'll just float down again. And then you have to, you know, get, get some momentum going again and start all again. And that's a lot of people are stuck in that, but the people who generally seem to do well, are those who can them basic fundamentals and just keep doing them consistently and just building and getting better in areas that are important to them, you know, day on day, week on week. And everyone has an off day. Which I think is important to note. It's just not letting that day turn into two, three, four, beating yourself up. Oh, I missed a day, and then it's a week later. Well, a day isn't too bad, but like, what happened a week? You know, it's just if it's important to you, you need to prioritize it.
0: But for you personally, Adam, what 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 was kind of the catalyst, the underpinning moment where you realised you were coming out the other side and having a different perspective on life? Be it not so much being a lurker, but being a hunter
1: yeah so as I say once I hit ground zero, I think once um kind of not I had to admit it, I kind of felt like I got discovered by my mum in terms of she found me and I was a bit broken or very broken um after that point, I felt I was getting better to a certain extent because i up to that point i did I, if you'd have asked me i would I would have said I'm not depressed, I' am just feeling a bit crap uh but you know that th- kind of because I, again i was there was a pride thing in there, an ego thing, like you said, you saw me you, you know I wouldn't want anyone to think I was depressed or you know, I, 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 didn't think it would happen to me in that sort of way. Um, so, I mean, I'm trying to be as specific as possible, but it, it wasn't, it was more that, that, that point. And then from there, it was just, I, again, doing the consistent things, um, daily, um, and finding a new mission as well, as I think is important, a vision that pulls you, um, around 2010, it definitely, I mean, I still was, a. I wasn't feeling that I was definitely feeling better, um, in terms of, you know, better than yesterday, but I was still not the best, but once I was on the way up, it's a lot better, but I was still feeling pretty crappy. And then I was, my, my first son was born or even when I knew he was coming, it's kind of like that. Whoa, I don't want to be feeling, I genuinely, I don't want to be feeling like this when he's here because you know, it's hard to have enjoyment about anything when you're feeling bad. Um, so it was like, I need to, you know, keep improving, to the point when he comes and even when he, you know, when he was born that definitely, you know, take the focus off yourself, which is another thing. When you're really like that, it's hard to get out of your own head. It's all about you. Oh, woe is me type stuff. Whereas if you're, I mean, a simple tactic is well if you focus on helping someone else and, you know, have an impact, make them feel better, th- those kind of result, you will feel better. But also even if you, it makes, it takes your attention off yourself. And so when the, you know, become a dad, for example, your focus goes elsewhere and yeah I might not be feeling legendary at that point but I'm not focused on that I'm focused on this little thing which is awesome and it you know it's just it's as I say it was it wasn't one big thing but it's just slowly getting better
0: and then also in that video you did you you mentioned the inspiration that Eric Thomas had on you
1: oh yeah that's yeah that's a recent thing that's that's that was that was a you know a nice recent example of getting out there out of your comfort zone and 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 maybe following the less trodden path and also you know majority of people i think the, the stats on who would write a book or it, people who write a book that is like 90 percent of people who start a book don't get it published or it's even lower than that so don't get angry at me getting stats wrong but then it's like it then people who finish it out of that it's like three percent get it published and then i suppose talking to my publishers who are all like oh you're actually getting out you're actually going out there in terms of like launching a book online now or a book kind of online they kind of go together most things and you can be very efficient online like so this is like you can do four or five interviews in a day when you're out on the road that's a lot harder to do because you have to, you know go and physically see people and you've got the physical book in your hand it's a lot harder but you know it it, it can be quality over quantity the and for the one example you're talking about i went to las vegas as part of kind of a book tour and go to an event cole hatter's thrive event that he's featuring the book so i wanted to hand him a book and eric thomas i met him five years ago i saw him speak then um my probably my favorite there's no one better than him in my mind there might be people who are up to his level um absolutely just look youtube eric thomas in any shape or form and you'd be like whoa and blow your socks off and um he hadn't impacted me five years ago. And at that point, his new book was coming out. Ah, right here. Let's look at it. Greatness is upon you. Okay. And he, oh, let's see, we've got a physical time. Better be signed after we sign saying this. Yeah, here he is. So there he is. He signed it for me. Um. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I hadn't seen him since. Had to even speak since, had any interaction, had a, uh, had a bit of lunch. Well, obviously I met him there because he gave it to me. And then um, he was speaking at this big event the chances of me seeing him personally were, were slim. And I wasn't like, I was there kind of, like you say, you talk about going on the hunt. You've got to put yourself in the right uh, arena for this to happen. And, um, it was later that evening. I sort of ducked out. I felt like, I don't know, something just, I needed to get away from where we were. And I just felt I wanted to go to the room and I didn't know why. And I said I just need a break. And, I went down a turned down a corridor and he literally, not in the main hotel, one corridor, we came down the elevator and it was probably about 30 meters straight out of back exit. And cause we were standing in this section and I walked straight into him, no one around. And he was in a rush. And, but again, to his character, he stopped. We had a little chat. You could see he was in a rush. He's obviously catching a plane or something like that, but he completely stopped and was present. And then I said, Oh, that, you know, I, you know, i basically a bit been." not quite, you're a bit of a legend. I didn't kiss his ass too much, but I was just like, oh, you know, I really appreciate what you, I met you, you know, five years ago and your book inspired me. And you get, you signed a copy for me. And he was, and this is the thing in terms of when you want to make sure you're prepared as well. He said, oh, brilliant. And what I would like to say as well, he said, what did you do? Like, it's like, it was one thing to be inspired, but like, you know, it's, The whole point of inspiration is to pull you to something. The whole point of motivation is so you do something. We're talking about action and turning up. So he said, what do you do? So which I responded, oh, I started a podcast. It's been going four and a half years. I've been trying to get you on. (laughs) And uh, I've done a TEDx talk, also Awaken Your Alpha. And my book is just coming out next week. And then he's like, oh, have you got a copy? Thank goodness I had it because I literally had this with me all the time because if I bumped into him, I was not going to say, stay there. I'm just going to go up to my room and get my book. So then I, I, I get I gave him a copy of the book and he was like oh he's like this is awesome and he says I'm going to read this and then he said I was almost forgot he said can you sign it for me so I signed him Eric Thomas a copy of my book he's got it and he's uh, reading it and um, we got a quick little photo and he agreed to come on the podcast now if I hadn't got out there so in any shape or form of getting off your ass and getting out there yeah you could be living a great life and you know gaming online and be a legend online or whatever or you can. Technically, I would probably do more, be more efficient in some ways of my time of just doing interviews back to back or back online. But that, in you know, he recognised it, going out there and having a physical copy of my book and then putting myself in an environment where I can basically go on the hunt. And he talks about it as well, hunter or lurker. He talks about that and um, and hunt him down to a certain extent. And then he was like, so it's easy for him; he can see what I've done. So he's like, yeah, I'll come on the podcast as opposed to. Oh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start a podcast. And then trying to get hold of him from online, as the majority of people do. But, you know, if you can go that, if it's important to you, go that extra, that extra above and beyond, or, you know, something that's the less trodden path. You know, it's, there wasn't many people in that corridor. I know I, I was caught him off guard, as it were, but, You've got to put yourself in the environment. So these, what some people say, is lucky scenarios. It wasn't really lucky that I bought that plane ticket, or spent a load of money going there, or lucky that I wrote the book and lucky that I had it with me. But to other people, they will they will not see that. They will you. Oh, that's so lucky. Wish that could happen to me. Where were you? Were you was at home or whatever. So I, I mean, yeah, no, it's just it was it was a nice. I couldn't have planned it like that. But it's just these things. I think the opportunities are everywhere, and you you keep mentioning it because right? I know you're seen that bit in the book in terms of. Hunting and being aware of these opportunities, but also even within the opportunity, making the most of opportunities. Sometimes people hunt to get the opportunity; and they get it. it could be at an event, and then they just might chill out and think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm here. I've made it." But I was uh, definitely felt the urgency to get out and about, and uh yeah, it worked. That worked out well and linked to those. It's a lot of people, you know, premature celebration is something that popped up recently because, because again, a picture of Eric Thomas looks really cool. I was going to say, it doesn't sell any books. It might do, but it doesn't if people think, oh, look how well it's going. Yeah, celebrate. It's all done. The book hasn't even been released yet. So, you know, I, I think um, we had uh, a book signing in San Diego and it was loaded with, this was with people, you had to put your name on the guest list. And I think the, the average turn up rate for something like this is 60%. That's just human nature. So people literally saying to you, put me down. I want to come 100% less than 24 hours before. Out of them, 40% of people, will break their word. It's just how it is. Don't take it personally. We had 50% show up. And it's just fascinating. So it shows, anyone listening to this, you, you know, be crazy. Actually, if you say you're going to do something, go do it, you know, it's and it puts you already in a smaller group of people. Um, it sounds so simple, but it gets, it's rarer and rarer these days. And, you know, I genuinely I re- reached out to a few people, not many, because I know why they didn't show. But I said one or two that really convinced me that they were coming, like desperate to, I like, are you okay? Are you alive? And the, things like, oh, I, I was a bit tired. I fell asleep, stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> James, I mean, I'd love to sum this up, but it's just um, I've got to pick up my boys in like a minute. So <laughs> I'm, I'm the one, but um, to pick them up, as it were, they're both at school now. So, but anything you want to sum up, I know if I, you want me to come on, I can again, but this is obviously going to be a different episode and it pair nice with the last one, but any, uh, any final thoughts or
0: questions? If you had to summarize what we've been speaking about today for people to take away, what would that be then? Ooh,
1: this book or what we've been talking about is all about becoming the leader in your life. Whether you see yourself as that or as not, I, I I think it's important. You need to, because you are the leader in your life. You need to be, and you need to approach it like that. I think anything else you, you got the victim mentality. It's, you need to claim your life, the good and the bad for it. Take responsibility for it, and you know, the book "Awaken Your Alpha." I guarantee you, there'll be people in there that you can relate to that have probably been in a worse situation than you, or a better situation, or a different situation. But something's going to hit home where you're like, "Ah, oh, okay, oh, yeah, I, I get it. I can do that." And it's it's not just, "Oh, this is a nice story." There's 31 action points to you know to how can you apply that in your life and. This book specifically, you know, it's, well, again, I'll point, I'll go from John Romelello because I know this is kind of links to fitness and sports as well. He wrote the New York Times bestselling book, Engineering the Alpha. His take on this book, Awaken Your Alpha outlines an effective model to help you identify, isolate, and address the differences between the man you are and the one you want to be. So, you know, it's not just about getting out of a hole, but it's also about if you're just sort of going through the motions of life, take the lead and uh, make it happen for yourself in whatever form that is for you. And I know we talked about awakening Your Alpha before, so I think if, still, if you feel like there's some missing gaps from this interview, um, you can go to the original interview or Awaken Your Alpha. And what that means and the definition of that is the TEDx talk, um, Adam Lewis Walker, Awaken Your Alpha. And uh, there's some information on ayalpha.com forward slash book, and that has you know some more information pre-order and bonuses now. I'd love you to check it out, but do let me know what you think if you uh, if you get a copy.
0: So once again, Adam, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Game podcast. Cheers, thank you. It's awesome. And before I forget, I would really appreciate it if you would be so kind as to leave a short review, as it helps to get the podcast more notoriety and it would be more visible in the future to others, and thus helping more people. Which my guests and I are all about. Once again, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time for another episode of the Mindset Game Podcast.